1: Active care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.
2: Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening, uh, thank you ever so much for coming to the program uh, today. Listen, um, I hope that you took an opportunity to look for our Fight Back Media group um, page. You can get the link on my Facebook page. And uh, we were there shortly after we did a program yesterday after yesterday morning. Um, so I, I would hope that you would... Zip over there and and listen to the the, the shows that are there. It's, it's an ever increasing, changing thing. And we started our own network, you know, it, because it just seemed crazy to depend on on other folks. You know, when I've been at this again since March twenty fifth, two thousand eight, uh, more than eleven years. Thousands of podcasts, thousands of programs. In thousands and in, in, you know what in dozens of configurations for a I don't know 10-15 different entities including myself um, on different quote networks end quote uh, working for different people you know uh, you know I my friend Wacko Bob I was I was on the Wacko Bob network for a while and good you know love love Bob Goose here love Wacko Bob um, and I did um a couple of stints at at Liberty News, which is which was uh, funded by Grassfire Nation. I, I also worked for them for a while. Um, my friend Ken McClinton, uh, the Exceptional Conservative Network. I did I did audio and a video program with them. You know, I, I work with you know what dozens of folks. Heading Right Radio on Blog Talk Radio, all sorts of things. And what I've learned in my life is that, frankly. I'm not that great of an employee. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. And some of those were paid and un, and, and some of those were volunteer. Um, just to give you an idea. But I'm not really that good of an employee. Um, when this starts to seem like a job. And especially when it starts to seem like a job that I'm not getting paid for. Uh, I kind of bail. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, and I get sort of, I, you know, I, I get kind of annoyed and I'm. Probably more trouble than I'm worth (laughs) to to be, to be, to be blunt. So I always think that I think now the best thing for me really, um, is to do my own. I'm a pretty good boss. I'm a pretty good uh, person to work with, um, because I understand that you're not getting paid and I understand that you know what, that life happens. I get it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm not trying to build something that's going to compete with CNN. I'm not trying to build something that's going to be, you know, compete with iHeartRadio. I'm not. We're just, you know what, going sort of back channel underground to get our message out to the people that we want to get our message out to. You know, that's what we're doing. So if you want to join me, send me an email at WLS a60@gmail.com. I'll be happy, happy to talk to you about how to move forward, how to get started, all that stuff. All right, listen, we got some things to talk about today. Yesterday, and we didn't talk about this yesterday because it was sort of happening yesterday. Uh, L- Lawrence O'Donnell of MSNBC. Good God, MS uh, MSNBC, MS LSD, as Mark Levin um, calls it, hysterical. Came out with an. um a piece that said that, that he had a source that said that there was some loan documents for the, from Deutsche Bank of the president that were signed by some Russian billionaires. And if this was true, they're still pushing this Russian collusion story. So, um, and if this was true, then we underst- Then it was understandable, uh, to Vladimir Putin. So he, is, so he, he posted the story on Twitter, and he talked about the story on his program. Uh, night before last, well, as it turned out, we found out. We find that, that the story. He only had one source on the story, and his source had not seen the documents at all. This is, my friends, the textbook definition of fake news. The textbook definition of fake news. This goes along with all the polls that say that people just don't trust news anymore. Just don't. So, so Lawrence Lawrence O'Donnell, Larry O'Donnell, um, had to go on last night, and apologize well he only well i i think and this is my opinion see how to see, see the difference here i think he only apologized because what he knew was that the president's lawyers were going to come at him and they were going to have their ass kicking shoes on they were going to have their ass kicking shoes on and the um and trump and trump supporters sometimes act like be like the beehive they do they're they're start they're starting to understand how the beehive works. And those of you who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go explain all, all about about the beehive, but uh, the idea is that Trump supporters are figuring out how the beehive works. And they would come after NBC. And the idea is to go after their sponsors and demand that Lawrence O'Donnell be taken off the air. Because this is what this is how the beehive would work. And this is how the left works. Demand that Lawrence O'Donnell be taken off the air. Demand that um, that MSNBC actually um, pay damages to the president, or at least to Trump Enterprises. Um, so he apologized last night, and 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 it's always for me the left with this whole apology thing. Let me tell you, because I mean this is kind of my long form, so i I feel good about telling some stuff uh, my my I learned about what an apology was years ago. An apology is is a two part thing. The first part of the apology says i'm sorrowful for my actions. I feel bad about what I did. The second part, which is really the most important part is that I pledge to you never to do it again now if now if you can't Live up to both parts of that agreement, then you can't apologize. You know, like when you something happens, you call someone, you have a you have a problem with a with a vendor, you have a problem with somebody that you've asked to do work at your house, or or you know, with the cable company, or whomever. And the rep says, oh, "Well, I apologize, Mister Smith, for your problems." That person can't apologize. This is when I let them know that I can't be soothed by an apology. From the from the rep. Now they're trained to do that because people will be soothed by that. I, I let them know pretty pretty early on in the conversation. Willie will not be soothed. Mr. Lawson will not be soothed by an apology from the rep. Because first of all, you can't apologize for something you didn't do. Second of all, and you can't you can't tell me that, that this won't happen again. You can't swear to me this won't happen again. Well, first of all, you didn't do it in the first place. So, I, I would tell him, "Don't apologize to me. Fix it, or get me on the phone with somebody who can fix it, who can ensure that that whatever happened that I didn't like won't happen again." So Lawrence O'Donnell gets on MSNBC and apologizes, but it's a hollow apology. And I think Eric Eric Trump said, "Apology, apologies, apologies." M- 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 Mammology. who don't care about your damn apology. Uh, we're going to sue your ass anyway. Cool. I think that's. I think that's the tact to take because these companies don't really, really understand anything else. They really don't. So I think that this morning, um, or at least tomorrow morning, they should be served with papers because it's one thing to um, be investigative and let people know about stories going on with our leadership. And I think that that's important and we shouldn't stop that and we shouldn't call that back. But it's something else anymore. Is this wild, reckless, absolutely reckless way that the agenda-driven media approaches this job. Knowing that there are millions of people, well, not in the case of MSNBC, there's like six people who watch, um, and I think one of them was on vacation. So, uh, I, I mean, so, so so this idea that um, that they can really say anything they want, and they have been doing that for about two and a half years, ladies and gentlemen. They've been saying all sorts of outrageous, terrible things in the name of freedom of speech or freedom of press, which we learned from my friend, Chris Ann Hall, has nothing to do with them. It has a lot more to do with me than them. It has a lot more to do with you, who has a podcast on the Fightback Media Group Network, than MSNBC or CNN or CBS or the Washington Post or the New York Times. It's nothing to do with them. There's this idea that you have to be credentialed to media is bullcrap, just so you know. Just so you know, Freedom press has anything to do with credentialed media. It's silly. Anyway, let me take a little sip of coffee. It's 10.30. I just crawled out of the rack. It's going to be a long day. I don't work anywhere today, so it's going to be a long day. I have today off, so it's going to be a long day. All right, so that happened last night. You might have heard about it. Uh, we're going to talk about one more thing. Let me, let me check my time. Yeah, I check my time. I'm just rattling on here. All right, we're going to take one more thing. Um, also yesterday, a story came out that the president has a new po- the president has policy. I love that the president has a new policy, that servicemen overseas who have children, those children would not automatically become American citizens that they would have to apply for that. That story came out. That was a NBC, MSNBC, same thing, story that came out. Well, as it turned out, and it was on Twitter, as it turned out, that's not the case at all. That's not the case at all. It has to do with adopted children. So if you go to, I don't know, if you're stationed in Korea and you adopt a Korean baby, that child has to be um, you have to apply for citizenship for that child. What? Yes. That child doesn't automatically become an American citizen. But if you go and you and, and you and your wife are stationed in Okinawa. And she has a baby in Okinawa. Especially if she has a baby on a military base in Okinawa. That baby is an American citizen automatically. Nothing has changed. But the, the, the breathless, um, slobbering <clears throat> need to get anti-Trump stories out as often as possible, 24-7, 365, is really, really crushing anything left of the integrity and the credibility of mainstream media. It's crushing it. It's destroying it there's none there's none left which is fine because that's an opening for us frankly it's an opening for you it's an opening for myself um, to be that voice of reason and the voice of truth in making sure that these stories the stories of reality actually get pushed to the fore like yesterday we talked about I talked about gentrification for like an hour and what gentrification really was. It gave you some real examples of how it works, especially how it works in the inner, inner, in the inner city when dealing with homeowners. Not what the New York Times um, thinks, not what this study that they they push, what how it actually happens, because a lot of you don't know. And that's fine that you don't know, but you know now, that's for sure. All right, so we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back to cover uh, another story that I think is really, really important, um, having to do with the this, this new thing called the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact, being pushed on Twitter right now by Robert Reich, a Clintonite. We'll be back right after these messages.
3: y'all jeff foxworthy here now if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years you might be smoky bear
1: only you can prevent wildfires
3: that's why i'm filling in for smoky to switch things up because there's a lot more to say and i should know because my grandfather was a firefighter and one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires which means always BYOB <laughs> no bring your own bucket to the campfire and be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings don't just walk away our chances are you might be starting a wildfire so for the love of the outdoors go to smokeybear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
0: When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? when a tornado is tearing through town or a hurricane strikes or is the best time perhaps today during a disaster you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think and it's not always as simple as using your cell phone that's why now is the time to take action go to ready.gov/communicate And make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
4: It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40. One more if you're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because pre-diabetes can be reversed.
2: Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. welcome welcome back we appreciate you being here thank you ever 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 so much we appreciate that uh, you know you could spend your time anywhere but but when you spend it with me and spend it with us here on the five media uh network i really appreciate it again do me a favor before we get to the other story i need you to do me a favor and do me a solid listen uh do, do, does anybody say that do, do me a solid anybody, no, nobody else has that anymore okay anyway do me a favor Wherever you hear the program, could you send me an email at wls860 at gmail.com. And just tell me in the header, heard the program on Spotify, heard the program on uh, iHeartRadio, heard the program on Spreaker, heard the program on Fightback Media Network um, page. Heard it wherever you heard it, Google, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, CastBox, Stitcher wherever you heard the program that would be cool I, I mean iTunes wherever you heard the program I would le- I would love to know um, that would be very very helpful to us all right listen let's get to the next story the next story is the, um, the the idea of and, and this was brought up <clears throat> right after the election of our current president Donald J Trump um, this idea that the electoral college is something that we need to abolish, and and and, and it's interesting that the electoral the, the electoral college is something that we need to abolish now, because we've had two Republican uh, presidents get elected without you know here in recent history, without winning the popular vote. Well, what's the popular vote turned into? The popular vote has turned into. Uh, big, big Democrats run cities that are fully packed, fully packed with a lot of the population, which are hardly, which is hardly representative of the country. And this is because this is what it's all about. And, and this is the arguments or or, the, or part of the discussion that you could have. I don't suggest you argue with these people. I just don't suggest you do it because it's it's like pig wrestling. You get dirty, and the pig likes it. So just don't do it. Just hit them with uh, a, a a warm, soft blanket of truth, and then walk away. The electoral Co- electoral college is was designed to make sure that the election of the president was representative of all of the states. That there was a, that, that people f- believed that, that there was actually, they had representation, regardless if, it, if they were in Georgia or Virginia or South Carolina or New York, that the most populous and the most populated uh, places wouldn't dominate the conversation. This was very, very important. And it, it's still important, and I'll tell you. Uh, and I'll tell you in a nutshell why. You can you can use this. Yes, there are a lot more people who live. There are there are more people who live in LA County. You hear what I'm saying? There are more people who live in LA County than live in Nebraska. I believe. I believe I believe that's true. And I'll 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 look it up as we're talking. But I believe there are more people who live in LA County than live in the state of Nebraska, or or it's real close. Um. And there's a, and, and that's fine because in Nebraska what do they do in Nebraska they have a lot of a lot of land where they, where they do what grow our food you moron um, so it is it, 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 it is more important that the people who grow our food have feel, believe that they have representation. Because that's what this is about. The population, and I'm getting there, the population of L.A. County, just L.A. County, is 10.14 million people. And I know that there there aren't that many people in Nebraska. I just, I'm pretty sure. Yes, as a matter of fact, there's only 1.9 million people in Nebraska. So, All all the things that we need that Nebraska produces, all those folks are going to be left out, represented. You know what? In a representative fashion. This is why the founders were 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 geniuses, in the sense that they knew that a democracy was going to be a disaster. The democracy is just fifty one percent of the people enslaving the other forty nine percent of the people. That's what. That is small rule. So when you hear people like Robert Reich, Robert Reich was a Clintonite uh, pushing for this is this is a new thing. So you need to hear this this term and remember it. Write it down if you have to. National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. What they're trying to do is get states to enter into this compact which would effectively take all your electoral votes and throw them towards anybody who wins a popular vote even if even if your state w- didn't go for the person that won the national popular vote. So give, <clears throat> I'll give you an example because and, and it, it can be a little confusing. Let's say you're the state of Florida and the state of Florida uh, went for Donald Trump this time in 2016. So when all the votes get counted, if Donald Trump doesn't win the the popular vote, let's just say he didn't. I know people, some people are still, still battling that out, but let's say he didn't. Um, and that's fine because he didn't have to. Um, Florida would take all their electoral all all, all their electors and say okay well because screw what the people in my state wanted we are going to throw all our electoral votes towards Hillary Clinton because she won the popular vote you would be telling you would be telling the people in your state that their vote doesn't matter one single tick it's really that simple. And it's really that simple. Uh, um, that I, somebody would be, somebody else, after I cast my ballot, would be telling me that my vote doesn't count and they are going to vote for me. You know what I'm saying? They're going to vote for me because they're smarter than I am, they're more educated than I am they understand these things more than i do right it is incredible let me give you an idea there are there are <clears throat> the state of new york has 19 million people in it LA County has 10 million. There are half as many people. There's 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 only there's only another half, ten million people or nine million people who live in the entire state of New York as live in LA County alone. Alone. The census population numbers for the state of Florida is twenty-one million people. 10 million people live in L.A. County alone. 39 million people live in California. So the these three states, these four states with the inclusion of Pennsylvania, five states, would decide the president every time we voted simply because they had more people. So Ask people: Do you want California, Texas, Florida, New York, and Pennsylvania who, to decide the president? Because your vote, if you were in Georgia, or if you were in uh, Nebraska, or if you were in let's let's say you were again in, a, in even in Michigan, would count less this just would be a five state run everybody would everybody would campaign in, in in California, Texas, Florida, and New York and wouldn't campaign anywhere else because they wouldn't give a crap about anywhere else because they wouldn't have to because that would be 40 70 i'm just giving you um r- really super round numbers let's see uh in California 40 million um, plus another 30 million in Texas, that's 70 million, um, plus 20 million in, here in Florida, that's 90 million, 110 million in New York. That's 110 million people. It's not votes, but that's 110 million people of, of the 330 million people in, in the country. I said That's a third of the population. So they wouldn't have to. Is this a system that you want just because you have so much hate and disdain for Donald Trump. If this is not a case of throwing out the baby with the bathwater, I mean, the baby with the bathwater, I've just not seen one that that's bigger than that. So my my thing is, I want to make you aware of this thing to make sure that if anybody in your state legislature starts talking about the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact, get them out of office. Immediately, immediately, because this is, this is a detriment to our entire electoral system. If you combine this with the fact that in California and other states, they want uh, non-citizens to start voting in local elections, the left is trying desperately to get a stranglehold on elections. Because if they can get a stranglehold on elections, they can get a stranglehold on policies. They can get a stranglehold on our economy. They can get a stranglehold on our lives. They can get a stranglehold on the nation, and choke it out. All right, we'll be back after these messages. Uh, we've got a couple more things. A couple more things to talk about. Um, the president sent a tweet this morning hysterical. We'll talk about that when we get back. One of the students had asked the question, and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry.
1: Levi
5: and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me.
1: When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's
2: Association and the Ad Council. This is Willie Lawson citizensnetwork.org. Are you looking for a reliable transportation, but you don't have a bunch of money? Are you wary of used car types? And you should be. You just need a car you can afford and a dealer you can trust. Great news. Good Guy Cars is here. John Desbrow is something you don't find every day. An honest used car dealer. Good Guy Cars is at 8412 Industrial Boulevard in Tampa, Florida. The phone number is 813 999 9992. That's 813 999 9992. The web address is www.goodguycars.com. Back. welcome back to the program appreciate you coming back to the program uh, we uh, we do we, because you know what it's just cool that you guys listen it really is I, I, I get a kick uh, excuse me looking at the numbers and finding out that you guys are listening is just, is just a trip for me um, Washington Post Washington Post um, has an article that came out today um, it's entitled this why Immigration anti-immigration politics hurt white workers what is this? Some sort of Jedi mind trick? Well, uh, no, immigrants aren't taking your job, but vilifying immigrants helps undermine worker protection. Okay, this this article written by Inez Valdez. Inez Valdez is an associate professor of political science at the Ohio State University and author of Transitional Cosmopolitanism. What the hell? Because you got to make because you, you got to publish something to make a few bucks. That's how the university thing works, by the way. So she starts off her article, her op-ed with, President Trump is obsessed with jobs, 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 but his chants aren't about the economy. Jobs are also central to advancing Trump's anti-immigration agenda. Okay, first of all, let's let's, let's just stop there. I'm not going to read the whole article because it's full of crap. I'm going to start your day full of crap. He doesn't have an anti-immigration agenda. You see, just the terms are incorrect, so they like to they like to tell you what the terms are and what they mean, and they'll use whatever terms they want. The president doesn't have an anti-immigration agenda, and the words are important. It's an anti-illegal immigration agenda. That's what he has. Coming across, just coming across the border whenever you damn well please because the country that you're living in sucks doesn't make you an immigrant. It makes you an invader. The words are important, Professor Valdez. And did you bring some coffee? Oh, that was racist. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, um, so that's, so that's the deal you know and 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 he has he hasn't, again they, they use these terms he has repeatedly and inaccurately promoted the long-standing idea that worker that working class white americans are losing jobs because of immigration first of all he has not now other people have because the the pro-illegal immigration people will always say this. Well, these people are doing jobs that Americans don't want to do. It is, it, is the, it is the prime example of projection by the leftists. It is the pro-illegal immigration people who always say that these poor people will come here and do jobs that you don't want to do, that Americans don't want to do. So that's so you you, can you have it both ways? No, no, no. The idea is the idea is what she is advocating for in her nonsense is incorrect because the people who get hurt or are not working class whites, but poor, poor working class, poor whites and poor blacks who are being displaced, who we saw being displaced in agriculture over time we continue to see that displacement you know when you know like like i always tell you guys you know when you get older it's cool because you have stories and 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 you have personal experiences um my wife's family um has a base if um if you will in rochester new york how in the hell you have a black family who have, now has a base of family in a place like Rochester New York well it's easy because they had relatives they had part of the brothers would were migrant workers and they would follow crops you pick apples in New York I I guess and then you come home and pick and pick oranges and watermelons or whatever or you would and then or you would go uh, to, to, to the Carolinas to pick tobacco and this is how they supported their families. This is how, and they sent money home. This is how they supported their families all this time. You see, you see what I'm saying? Um, and when this all died out because of the influx of illegal immigrants into the migrant fields that would work for nothing, they got see, they simply got priced out. So they ended up working in factories and the like. So some would say, well, this made this better not particularly because of the transition, because of the turbulence in the transition. So th- so, these, so these jobs were being done, these, all these jobs were being done by poor whites and black people. So Americans were doing these jobs. So there is a, a lot of responsibility to spread on this, sam- on, on this crap sandwich, isn't it? A lot of responsibility to spread on this crap sandwich. So this idea... That Trump has said that that this immigrant anti anti-immig- anti immigration and again it's not anti immigration, it's anti illegals are a detriment to white. What does she What did she say? White working class Americans. It's interesting. She's trying to uh, make it so white working class Americans, the people who support Trump. Um, somehow are, are thinking that wait a minute may, maybe the president is wrong about this Ill, this whole immigration thing. Then she write, and then she continues, the data doesn't support this analysis. Yet the potent the potent combination of immigrant threat and labor competition has long appealed to voters, even when immigration restrictions don't deliver the promised jobs. Um, in reality, what the rhetoric of blaming immigrants for taking jobs does is Advance the ideas and policies that protect power, protect the powerful and allow for exploitation of all workers. Where did where the hell did she get that from? She just made that crap up. Often the very same workers who find it appealing. Hmm? This was okay. She explains it. There was this was never any clearer than a century ago when claims about Asian immigrants taking white workers' jobs dominated the public debate in the Western world. Although the British Empire engineered the massive movement of English, Indian, and Chinese immigrants to address labor imbalances across the empire, racist rhetoric and fears of unfair competition transformed what migration and labor ultimately looked like. Uh, Restrictions on labor and immigration fueled by by, by these fears limited the movement of non-whites while doing nothing to address the actual source of labor grievances, employers, and their power to determine labor conditions, including those of the most privileged workers gobbledy freaking gook first of all her premise to to, to this piece is incorrect and then she babbles on about um, the british empire and she babbles on about the british colonial office of immigration um And she continues to babble on about they treated Asian immigrants quite differently. Um, blah blah, blah. They, they, She goes on and on and on and on and on. And let's see. Um, labor leaders in the West bought into these um, native narratives, uh, nativist narratives, even when they acknowledged the racial uh, motivations of anti-Asian policies. Most considered wage competition was a good enough reason for restricting settlement in countries inhabited by, quote, Men of European race, she means, she means white people, uh, li- laborers. Uh, and I'm just scanning this. This is a long, make no mistake, immigrants are not taking our jobs. Jobs are, decrease, are decreasing in numbers and quality because core practices condoned by states that harm the well being of workers and the middle classes worldwide. Well, this is some. This is some socialist rhetoric, isn't it? Um, the violent I love this, the violent policing of immigrants and refugees does nothing to change that and only distracts the public from the task of holding accountable the unchecked power of corporations to determine our well being and political fate. This is more what? This is more I there's so much there's so much that sometimes the um the words uh, escape me. Where we, well, well, all the idiots, you know, st- stood out there and camped out on Wall Street. This is this is more of that. This is more. Stop blaming the people who are breaking the laws, right? And start blaming the corporations because, because corporate it's the corporations that are evil. You see. This is more of that Occupy Wall Street. That's what it is. This is more Occupy Wall Street nonsense. Because this is the, these are the people that they are blaming. Convoluted, ridiculous, nonsensical bullcrap. The truth of the matter is that you can't come here illegally. That's the truth of the matter. You cannot come to the United States illegally. You should not come here illegally, and nobody in two thousand nineteen she she rattles on about the British Empire, but nobody here in America in two thousand and nineteen gives a damn if you can do the job and you're here and you're here legally. Nobody gives a damn, nobody cares. These people in these ivory towers and 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 these universities want people to think they want their students to think. That is still that it is still nineteen fifty seven and people care no one gives a rat ass if you're here legally and going do the job nobody cares that you have an Indian accent no one cares if you're Asian nobody cares if you're Mexican or if you're Puerto Rican well wait wait a minute, wait a minute Puerto Puerto Rico doesn't count because Puerto Rican is part of the United States um nobody cares. So this fake advocate position that the university professors take up and it is truly a fake advocacy position because there's nothing to advocate for because nobody gives a damn is nonsensical. And this Jedi mind trick that that anti-immigration I, I love because she puts puts it like anti-immigration. No, it's anti-illegal immigration. It's this idea that um, if you can just—I mean—they have this idea that if you can just come across the border and that's immigration, and should—and it should be allowed. This open border sort of mentality is not good for a nation, any nation. This is why nobody else does it. This is why nobody else in the world does it. And—and and again, when you're talking to, don't debate the leftists; just talk to them. Who else? What other country can you just walk into? Just walk across the border and decide you live there. What country can you do that in the world? I guess you could do that if you found your way to Antarctica. You got a boat or a plane or a helicopter or or whatever it took to get to Antarctica that you could do that in Antarctica. And if you could and, and if you wouldn't die the second you got out of your plane, if you found a way to live, I guess you could live there and nobody would bother you. But I don't think you could change your citizenship from where you left, and say that you are now in Antarctica. You may be able to do that. I don't know. Maybe you should. Maybe we should look into that to see if you can move to Antarctica, declare the area you found a new country, give yourself citizenship, give up your U.S. citizenship, stop paying taxes to the to the IRS, and then live the rest of your life. With the polar bears and the penguins. It's too damn cold. Uh, No. (laughs) And and you'd be snow blind in about 15. I'd be snow blind in about 15 minutes. Walking around free. Walking around blind freezing to death. Doesn't seem like the way I want to go out. But in any case. The president doesn't have. Anti-immigration policies. And when they. Form the statement that way. We must correct them every single time because they're using, we need to do what they do. They're using the wrong words. They're leaving words out to push it, to push it in the narrative and the agenda. Um, the president has an anti illegal immigration policy. Actually, there's, and, and, and in truth, there's no such thing as, as, an, as anti illegal immigration policies. <coughs> <coughs> because that's just the law. By saying, Oh, I know, you need to follow a damn law. That's not anti any that's not anti illegal immigration, even. That's just you need to follow the law. If you're breaking the law, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. That's not anti anything. <laughs> it's not anti anything. I guess you could say it's anti illegal immigration. But that's like saying, you know, what murder laws are anti murder are anti murder laws. <laughs> <It's> stupid. <sighs> Some sort of weird Jedi mind trick. All right, we're gonna take a, we're gonna take one our our, our our last break now. Yesterday we went two hours because it was sort of our inaugural um, mission, um, but we're only gonna do an hour today, so it fits into the um, easily fits into my network thing, and that way I don't dominate the whole damn thing in any case we're gonna take a little break we'll be back right after these messages thank you for tuning in
3: hey y'all jeff foxworthy here
0: When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? When a tornado is tearing through town? Or a hurricane strikes? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
4: One over 40. One more if you're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because pre-diabetes can be reversed.
2: Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. back welcome back we appreciate you coming to the program thank you ever so much and again if you would be so kind as to tell us where where you heard the program that would be very very helpful um you could hear any number of places again itunes stitcher spotify uh, here on spreaker <clears throat> wherever you heard anchor wherever you heard, might have heard the program I'd, I'd appreciate if you would just um Send me an email: wls860 at gmail dot com. And if you want to be on the Fightback Media Network, you want to have your podcast on that network too. Um, we are running. We are purposely running um, back channel through email and the like to keep from being throttled. We are purposely running back channel. Um, we could choose. We could have chosen to do something else, but we chose to do this because. You know we don't want to run we, we we don't want to run afoul of Facebook and and YouTube and some of these other things that are throttling and and demonetizing us. So you know we we are purposely running bad channels. So if so, so if your content is such that it'll benefit by that, then let me know. Send me an email at wls eight six zero at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> the president is on his Twitter game um, here in the past couple of days. And here is one of my favorites. Um, this was two days ago. Can you believe it? I'm at ninety four percent approval in the Republican Party. This is why when we were talking yesterday about the guys who are running for president who, um, who, are, who are who are quote challenging end quote the president um, in the primaries <laughs> is kind of silly ninety four percent approval in the Republican party. And I have three stooges running against me. One is Mr. Appalachian Trail, in quotations, who was actually in Argentina for bad reasons. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, 103,000 plus one likes. <laughs> that is good, good stuff there. That is delicious. This is this is why those guys need to stay in the race as long as possible because Trump is the best when he's punching Petty Trump is the best this is and this is what and this is what the the limousine liberals and this is what some of the uh, the more snooty North east Republicans don't get this dude is the best when he's punching Teddy Trump is the best. Um, He and I can't find the tweet, but I saw it a a minute minute ago. He talked about um, it's a really bad thing that. um, We know that Christian Gillibrand got out of the race and it's funny. He says that's too bad. Oh, here it is. A sad day for the Democrats. Um, Kirsten Gillibrand has dropped out of the presidential primary. I'm glad he never found out that she was the one I was really afraid of. (laughs) 179,000 plus one like <laughs> Oh my god. Ah. Uh, you know, it's just amazing. It is just amazing. Uh he is just again, Petty Trump pe- Petty Trump is the best. Petty Trump is the best. And if I'm and I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you today uh, because I want to be one of the first to tell you and that if the left and the leftist media doesn't get there together soon. And I mean like yesterday afternoon, three o'clock, they think that they have America thinking that they have a conservative president now. I don't know any conservatives who, who would consider Donald Trump a conservative (laughs) <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know in my circle of any pe- people who are conservatives who believe that Donald Trump is conservative. Uh, I just don't think there are. None of my friends do. He is just the alternative <coughs> to a socialist a socialist agenda that is being pushed by the left. And in the meantime, it's a lot of fun. Just that was a lot of fun for me. So this is this is what I want to tell you. If the left doesn't get their act together very very soon, if the Democrat Party doesn't get their act together very very soon, and drop all of this Trump derangement syndrome nonsense, it's going to be like when I grew up. You're going to be crying for no reason. And then your mother says something like this. Shut up or I'll give you something to cry about. Do you know who that. And do you know what that means? That means eight years of Mike Pence. Walking around. Walking around Washington D.C. Dressed as a vagina. Is unacceptable. And we'll get you. Shut up or we'll give you something to cry about. And that something to cry about will be eight years of Mike Pence eight years of Donald Trump followed by eight years of Mike Pence will completely destroy the leftist movement in America completely destroy it I'm looking forward to it my name is William Lawson thank you for coming to the program we appreciate it again uh, if you want to communicate with us send me an email at wls860 at gmail.com we really appreciate it Uh, just like always go out there and learn something love somebody and for goodness sakes y'all take care of yourself We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. After my
1: heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer... Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com.
5: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com.